Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. This is episode 12. We have a fun episode for you tonight. Um, this is going to be very different from the rather heavy and deep episode that we had last week. I think this is going to be a lot more fun. Um, there's going to be a lot of listening involved, um, and it's just going to be a good time. Um, and the last two weeks, I have had um, some marvelous introductions. And to keep that tradition, I thought we would have my co-host introduce himself tonight. So, co-host, <laughs> introduce yourself. Wow. So that's where we're at now. <laughs> so, again, for the 12th time, I'm CJ. That was a really lame intro. Right. Compared to the really last two lame. weeks. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Thanks for putting me on the spot with that one. <laughs> I mean, fanfares and barbershop and I'm right, CJ. So, <sighs> I have to think of something for next time. I will come up with something. And it will either be for me or it'll be for you. Okay. We'll have to surprise. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah. We'll go with it. Yeah. How are you today, sir? Uh, I'm happy that uh, we're, we're pretty much through the week and, <laughs> and that we are uh, able to sit down and, and record this episode because uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think, yeah. I think yeah, after our too. discussion, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, as, as always, we try not to, you know, delve, you know, give too much information to e- each other. Um, but I, I started doing my prep work for this and kind of went, wow, I've got like eight or nine examples of stuff that I want to play. So I kind of reached out to CJ and I said, what do you got? He's like, I got like eight, two. And I'm like, oh, so we might duplicate stuff that and that would be OK. But who knows? This might even turn into a two parter. Um, so be prepared for that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and I think it's not a subject matter that we we just both enjoy because of yeah. I mean, acapella music is really uh, interesting, and it's not going to be as as deep and heavy as the last episode was. I still kind of feel bad for subjecting the audience to that one, but I think it was important to get out there. I think a deep and heavy episode is not bad once in a while. Yeah, I think it was informative. Yeah. We want to be a little yeah. informative. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, because um, I, I at least the stuff that I've got is is fun. Um, so yeah, uh, what are you listening to this week? So outside of the acapella stuff, so I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk when, when we talk about it, when we go into it, I'll, I'll talk about that stuff. So I did, I have been listening to some acapella music just to kind of put it in my ears, mm-hmm. uh, but that kind of segued me into other stuff. So, um, and, and I'm not gonna really play anything from it, but I listened to the soundtrack to the showman the uh, the great uh, what the name of that movie is again i think it's the showman the, right is the, the greatest show the, on the earth greatest, the, uh, it's something with, with the huge with hugh the jackman with hugh, yeah hugh jackman yeah so i think that's i never watched the movie i didn't either it's on disney plus and i'm not trying to promote disney plus i'm just saying it's on disney plus i do have the opportunity to watch it i did buy it to watch it mm-hmm. still have not watched it since <laughs> it's come out but i have listened to to the soundtrack over and over and over again because I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's a well-done soundtrack and I think yeah. they have great voices on it. So I've been listening to that. Um, I got back to listening to Metallica a little bit. I've been kind of focusing around a couple of different songs because of, uh, I, I think, la- the last episode I talked about Jumanji and using their um, mm-hmm. Nothing Else Matters. Did you ever get to the, the orchestral uh, concert that they did? No, the no, I didn't, and, and I and that's on my list. I just, uh, you know, and then I, uh, <laughs> like, randomly today, I listened to Simon and Garfunkel. 
I just, I was like, I, I want to listen to Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I went through a Paul Simon phase. It was right. like, wow, this is kind of bizarre. You know, and and um, you know, and then I did some again. I did some Nickel Creek. I went right back to Nickel Creek. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like and 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 to our conversation about them, it's just, it there was a moment there where I was like, I kind of needed to, like, kind of feel like I was with some friends and. You know, not that my friends are around. Everybody's just busy, and we're we're not able to talk all the time. Yeah. And it was just right. I I had a moment, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna throw a Nickel Creek, and I felt like my buddies mm-hmm. were you know kind of singing with me. So it was uh that that was cool. So yeah, just some of that stuff. And then I even listened to some Andrea Pacelli. I did. I threw in some <laughs> opera in there, and and all wow. this kind of derived out of me looking for um, you know, gathering the songs up for the acapella stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I was like, oh, I'm going to go listen to this. I'm going to go listen to Andrea Pellet. Now I'm going to go listen to them. Now I'm going to go listen to them. So the music that I want to share is going to all be the acapella stuff. So I'm not going to okay. get into that's the what it, it was just a nice variety over the past uh, week or so that um, that it's been. How about yourself? What have you been listening to? Uh, today was a very ADD day. So it was, um, I, I don't remember what I started with. Um. I think it was actually Nickel Creek, actually, that I started with um, today. And then it went to Mingo Fish Trap, and then it went to the Mahler Sixth. Wow. Um, which is, I know. <laughs> very, that's like me going to opera. That's yeah, <laughs> I know. And it was, it was funny because when we were talking today, I said, hey, do you want to know what I'm listening to? You're like, no, tell me later. I was listening to the Mahler Sixth. That's it was crazy. Very bizarre. Um, and then one of the things that I've been doing um, I, I mentioned last week. I've been uh, I, I cultivated that guilty pleasure playlist, mm-hmm. so I've been adding to that. So I added like Hootie and the Blowfish to that, um, some Matchbox Twenty, um, and I tend to listen to that before we kind of get get in here, just to kind of I don't know it hypes me up for this, and I don't know it's kind of that's, a weird thing. I think that's a great idea, though. I think I'm gonna create a playlist of like all those yeah. guilty pleasures, quote unquote. That yeah, and and usually you know as I'm waiting for you to to sign on, I'm dancing and or singing to you know Taylor Swift or it was Carly Rae Jepsen and then Hootie the Blowfish tonight. So yeah, it, it's been a very bizarre. And then then this afternoon, I so as I do all these searches on YouTube for like random stuff, I found that Nickel Creek the Fox thing that I sent yes. you. Yes. And then I found Hanson doing mbop like 25 <laughs> years later. Uh, so I have I have a little little um, little snippet of mbop. Uh, let me share Please. my audio because I forgot to do that. Uh, you should be able to. Uh, yeah. So this is so for those who don't know, Hanson came out in it was I think it was 96 with mbop, and they were like what were they eight nine? They were young, something yeah. like that. They were they were like they were kids. Yeah. So like, and it's really like high and like really hard to sing as an adult because it's so high. <laughs> so I was, I just kind of wanted to hear how umbop would sound as adults. So here's a little bit of umbop from uh, a, a live concert. It just, I mean, it's really kind of cool. And then I, then I started thinking about it and I was like, well, you know, we, we kind of talked about it when you mentioned it with, with Tenacious D and how those harmonies just lock in and with Nickel Creek too. Like those harmonies are just so tight. And I, I, part of it is they're brothers and like they've been hearing each other for 
ever, you know? So it was similar to Nickel Creek where they just had that kind of rapport with each other. Um, and then, like, the so you know how YouTube is that, like, suggested video thing? Right. Um, they did um, Too Much Heaven by the Bee Gees. Really? But they, yeah, so they, and they did this at the Sydney Opera House. Um, and one of the cool things, I, I love it, and, and we'll probably talk a little bit about this when we get to Rockapella, which I'm sure you're going to bring up. At least I hope you do. But one of my fa- when we went to see Rockapella, one of my favorite parts of that show um, was when they stepped in front of the microphones. And I, I forget what they sing. It was probably Dock on the Bay or something. Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, maybe. Uh, but they did it without microphones. And it was it was just... It, it's kind of a thing that they, I've seen them do. Right, right. Um, so this is... The, they did too much heaven at the Sydney Opera House. No mic. And it's just someone's like cell phone video. Um and it's it's all acapella, which is I thought was kind of an interesting segue into our acapella stuff. So this is too much heaven, um, covered by Hanson. You're my love. I can see a new tomorrow. Everything we know will never die. Loving such a beautiful thing. When you are to me, the light of us. Made for all to see our precious love. Nobody gets too much love anymore. It's as wide as a river and harder to grow. Nobody gets too much heaven no more. It's much harder to come. I'm waiting in line. So I mean, I mean, there's there's no pitch correction because there's no microphone. You right. know, there's nothing that they. I mean, and and for me, the the really kind of the cool part about it is when they cut off the phrase so short, that note is so short, it's it's hard to lock that harmony in and the vowel in, and they do it so well, you know. And then they start transposing up a half step each time. They they do it two more times, I think, um, and it's it's always in tune and it's just great. And it's just I, I don't know, it's. Uh, that sort of stuff I like because there's nothing you don't need anything other than right. just voices right. to so and it and it uses they they used um the acoustics of the 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 yes. uh, the stage well like and and yep. you can tell that mm-hmm. they did because it carries so nicely so wherever this person was sitting taking yep. this recording they still got a great recording out of it. I'm listening it through what we're you're going through Zoom and I'm listening to it and it, it was yeah. still I was still impressed. So that yeah. makes me want to go watch the video just just to see it. But um Yeah, I'll put the links to to the, those two videos and, and all of the most of the stuff that I'm gonna share at least, um, I think all of it came from YouTube videos. So I'll we'll put all of those links in the, the show description. And most of what I'll share is probably gonna be through like Apple Music. So we could just put the title of the songs or whatnot. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, that's awesome, and I love the fact yeah. that it was a cappella. Both parts were, even the mm-hmm. boombop was a cappella. Yeah, and I, yeah. That's they, they, I mean, they 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 did play. Right. You know, the right. whole thing. I took the the thing just to kind of accent the a cappella ness right. of the the the, the performance. So. I mean, like, listen, it, it, they're a good group. They're yeah. they're brothers. Their voices yep. are very similar. Mm-hmm. And they're smart with what they're doing with their music, and they're yep. able to blend their voices. So uh, there's there's something to that. When yeah. my brother and they're selling the Sydney Opera House out at tw- twenty five years later, you know, right? There's something. So to they're that. doing something right. Yeah. Now. Yep. Who else? Anybody else? Or is is that? 
I still uh, that's Mahler six that's still it. just kind of like <laughs> and the Mahler six. Right, it's just like I said opera and I said Andrea Bocelli, Andrea Bocelli, which is not that bad because it's a segue off of some of the stuff that I was listening to. Like right. Mahler six just comes out of nowhere. That's yeah, it sure did. <laughs> I was always told never listen to the no, never listen to Mahler if you're in a bad mood because you will kill yourself. It is a so. it's a great it's a, oh it's, it's so good. It it really is. It yeah. really is. It's so. so good. I actually uh. I think it was Lee. It was uh, one of our friends uh, from college. Lee uh, gave mm-hmm. me uh, a book. It was a full orchestration, like it was a symphony book. So, like a conductor's mm-hmm. book. That's the best way to right. explain it. I still have it because it's such a great, yeah, yeah such a great symphony. Okay, and I'll, I'll. I am very ignorant with Mahler. Um, that's probably one of the first symphonies I've listened to of his, like straight through. So, cool. Yeah. All right. So, so let's talk acapella. Acapella music, which yeah. we have both sung in groups that mm-hmm. were definitely acapella um, yep. for what they were, I'm, and that's outside of the choruses and the. Yeah. We're, we're talking about smaller groups. Yeah, this is gonna be much smaller than. So we we talked last week that you know, a, a choir or chorus is is sixteen or more essentially. We're gonna be much less than that, I think. I think. I think. They say an acapella group can be in the 20 to 30 r- a, a amount okay. of people uh, at, yeah, at most. But I, yeah. and I think that, that like you said, like we, we but I think the groups that we're talking about are going to be at least less than 10 or around 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of mine are less than 10. Yeah. So. so let's let's put a definition out there. Yeah. Just, that's probably a good place to start. Right. And uh, so I got this from uh, Britannica online. I remember having the books on the bookshelf, but that's just because I'm dating us. <laughs> so, okay, acapella. Uh, and I remember killing moss with those books. <laughs> 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 uh, in Italian, in the church style. So performance of polyphonic, which is multi-part musical work, by unaccompanied voices. Originally for referring to sacred choral music, the term now refers to secular music as well. They're talking about more about choral music. But um, mm-hmm. the other paragraph which comes up, which I thought was interesting, the acapella style arose about the time of the composer, I'm going to say his name on Josh Quinn or Joaquin Des Perez. Joaquin Des Perez. Joaquin, is it Joaquin Des Perez? Jo- so, uh, well, I've heard Joaquin Des Perez, right. but whatever. No, so you, in the late 15th century, and he yeah. reached... Uh, preeminence with Palestrina in the late 16th century and the music that he wrote for the Sistine Chapel of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Because no independent instrumental parts were written, later scholars assumed that the choir sang unaccompanied, but the evidence is now that an organ or other instruments were exactly um, doubled or some or several of the vocal parts. or So the, so they had multiple parts going. By the 17th mm-hmm. century, an acapella of music was given way to the cant- cantata, for which parts are written specifically for instruments as well as for voices. Right, and, and Bach was really big on the cantata. The cantata was basically um, essentially a church service, right. um, and he wrote hundreds of them for the church. Um, and without Mendelssohn, we wouldn't have Bach, but that's a whole other story, so continue. No, no, so basically we, we, we just know that it's it dates as far back uh, as 15th, 16th century where they started you know, being more aware of what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, because like you said and I, oh God. I was, I was going to say uh, you were saying last week that you were saying madrigals you know I think that's a lot of a lot of the acapella stuff started as madrigals and 
Um, there's a lot of, um, I remember there's a piece and I can't remember, I can't remember who did it. It's going to drive me nuts. But the King Singers did it in a, in a, in a concert. Um, and a lot of what the Madrigals have, uh, what they call text painting, where they talk about, um, like in this, this piece that I'm thinking of, um, there were these these two, uh, it was a couple, it was a, a man and a, a, a woman, and they were running down a hill. And, and as they were running down the hill, the words sing, running down the hill, it was going do-do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do. Kind of like we were talking about the Ezekiel saw right, the wheel, yes, that yes, whole text painting yes. thing. That's really huge in madrigals. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yes, because I remember when I was singing in madrigals while I was in college, it, it's amazing when you have a group of nine people, six men, mm-hmm. six women, uh, parts split accordingly. Not saying that at times I didn't drop into altos depending upon the range and all that stuff. Um, you got a, you got this, it also <laughs> relates to your experience in high school. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you sing and you get this sound and, and, and sometimes you're singing, you're like, where did that come from? Like, and it's just amazing yeah. how all the parts come together and create the sound. Yep. So I think that we're going to talk more about the modernization and where we are with acapella music. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not I, like, I know that's kind of where I am with the stuff that mm-hmm. I have. Well, I want to, I want to segue into the modern right. stuff a little bit. And I, 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 so I mentioned the King singers, yes. um, a, a little bit ago. Um, because they they kind of help bridge that gap between the sacred and the and the secular uh, in a really interesting way. So the King Singers are a group of six guys, um, and it comes out of the tradition of um, back in in the earlier uh, the 1400s and 1500s, um, a lot of women weren't allowed to sing. So a lot of the men would take over the female parts and sing in the upper register. Sometimes it was falsetto. Sometimes they were um, surgically they were castratis. enhanced castratis. I was gonna try to dance around the the, the oh they the were castratis. It's a word. Yes, it is. And, so, um, and they had and one lived into the 19th century. There is a recording of really? him. Yeah, there's a recording oh, wow. of him. It's very. Interesting. I have to see if I can get. It. I don't know if anybody put it on YouTube. So sorry to segue, okay. but yes. So um, the the King Singers are a group um, that come out of the King's College tradition. So in order to be in this group, you have to have graduated the King's College Choir. Um, and at that point, they will at least hear your audition. Um, so this is a group of six guys. Um, and this is, you know, it's kind of similar to what we what I played with the Hanson stuff. A lot of their stuff is really well produced, and, and they do a lot of, you know, madrigals, but they also do Beatles tunes and they do, you know, just traditional stuff and, and more secular stuff. And now that the, the group is getting younger and younger, uh, when I was when I was first introduced to them, the guys were like in their 30s and 40s. Now the guys are like in their 20s and 30s. So now they're starting to pull in some of the pop stuff and do it in this tradition. Um, but the really neat thing is that they still hold on to the older stuff as well. Um, so this is a recording of them singing a piece called The Rose, which is I'm sure you'll recognize it. Um, what I really love about this arrangement of it is it's just these six guys sitting in a church and some guy walking around with a camera just filming them. Like they're, It's not a performance. It's just they, they went into a church and went, I wonder what it sounds like. Let's hear it. So this is um, a version of The Rose, and this is um, The King Singers. When the night has been too long, Love 
lot of stuff um and that's just i mean again it's i love this sort of stuff because it's it's recorded with a cell phone and it's just there's no post-production to it there's no you know pitch correction it's just them listening and you know some of it's cheating because well they've graduated that tradition of king's college you know choir they all have the same training so they're all starting at the same baseline right right. so their vowels are all going to match and you know the technique is all already built in right um, but you know, that's what makes that, that group so good. Um, and that was with, with the exception of Rockapella, that was really the first group, you know, acapella group that I started listening to a lot. There was, uh, you know, it's funny when, I, when I was growing up now, my family listened to a lot of fifties music, sixties music, and you get a lot of doo-wop. So like the bubblegum oldies as they call it. So yep, I yep. know that they're backed by a band, but. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the traditional like rhythm guitar and all that stuff. They right. had it, but it wasn't as prominent as it is now. So they they had that feel of an acapella group. So mm-hmm. like so yeah, my yeah, introduction definitely. to that was it was a little bit of those like those groups and 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 the, you know the temptations and yeah stuff like that. and and, yeah. and to me that I, I think that if they didn't have the instruments they'd still be able to pull it off you know oh absolutely but it, it was just so that was kind of my introduction into it and. It's funny, it wasn't until college that I started hearing more of the classical end of it or the Baroque end of it when I was actually mm-hmm. performing it and then speaking with uh, the professors that performed and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. but to your to you, uh, Rockapella was probably my biggest, like, oh, this is, these are just all voices, you know? And, and uh, yeah, so, so I am going to talk about them. So I don't know where we want to squeeze them in yet. But uh, I, I just think it's funny because not a lot of people know about them. Yeah. When did you when did you first hear them? I first heard them, but not realizing it was them when I watched Where in the World is Carmen San Diego on TV. Me too. So yep. that's what? That's early 90s. Uh, it might be late 80s. Late 80s, early 90s. So yeah. and, and, and there's even like if you read their page and you talk and you go into their site, so let's I'm going to go to their site real quick because I do have it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you go to their site. And it wants to load when the site loads, I can <laughs> tell you. But that does talk about like where the guys kind of came from and all that stuff. And it talks about how the the group or the band, as you could would say, you know, started. And, and their big thing was we're in the world of Carmen San Diego. It's not that they weren't mm-hmm. performing prior to that. It's just that that's kind of what propelled them into the into the music business of recording and everything. And the the site unfortunately is not loading, which is fine. Um, well, you you were right. It is early nineties. So yeah, it was, was ninety one. The, the show was early nineties. They they were yeah. probably they were more they were before that. And the original group, you know, they just recently. If you go to YouTube, if you go to the YouTube channel, which we'll share in the link, they just reunited with the original some of the original members. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's a couple of new YouTube videos with the original members in it, and it, they're just talking oh, wow. about all that stuff. So like Sean Altman and 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 Barry Carl, who uh, Barry um I miss Barry. Oh, oh boy, what's I, his name? What's his last name? Is it Barry? It Carl. is Barry Carr. So those yeah. those two who were like part of the founding group, you know, 
so the first time I saw them live mm-hmm. was I was uh, I was in high school. It was my ex girlfriend and her sister, and we were like, let's go find something to do, and we found. In, in, in Huntington, which is a town on Long Island, they have a park called Hexer Park. And in that park, there is an outside theater. And they one summer, they put on a bunch of free, free concerts. And Rockapella was one of the groups. And we happened to go the night. So we brought our blankets. We laid the blanket out, everything like that. And I, I was already listening to them prior to that. But we just we were mm-hmm. like, okay, we need to see them live. And I had the opportunity to see them live and they were phenomenal and they were very nice. Even afterwards, I like I had one of their CDs and I went and like Barry signed it and everything like that. They signed the CD. Well, the, the CD jacket, that's the, not the actual CD. Sorry, the CD jacket. (laughs) And that's just, that to me was just, they were just amazing because all it Mm -hmm. was, was those five guys on stage doing their thing. So, that was my first introduction seeing them live. When you saw them, was was Jeff part of the group at that point? The Jeff Thatcher? Yeah. Yeah, no, he was a part of it f- even from Where All in the World is Carmen San Diego. It was just last two years or something? Because he wasn't like the. It the, wasn't the full. First so, few years. so it's funny. Yeah. I have um, I have the a clip of Jeff Thatcher. So, should we talk about this for a second? Or should we just play the clip first? Uh, let's play the clip first. All right. So I have to share music, but I, I know what you're going to play. We all know what beatboxing is. We are very aware of what beatboxing is. Yeah. But like he takes it to another level. Yes. And I, for me anyway, I, I think he was the one that kind of paved the way for all of the other bigger, big, I, want to say, I don't want to say bigger groups, but other big groups like your Pentatonics and your Home Freeze. Right. And, you know, and that, that show, The Sing-Off, like, like I think without Jeff, I don't think any of that would have ever happened. Right. And, and, now, and just to be clear, that is all him. Yes, that's a hundred percent. That is not. That is not a drum. That is not him banging on his chest. That is all his mouth, the, and that is right. It. And the only thing that is different from him from the other performers is that he has two guitar pickups on his throat. Right. When he performs live, I don't know if he's changed that up, but when he performs live, he puts them there just to accentuate that sound. Mm-hmm. I've seen him perform without them, and he's just as clear. So, uh, you know, it's not that he doesn't do it without them, but most of the time he does have pickups there to kind of to enhance yeah. that. So when did you see them? Um, so the first time I saw them was on Where the World's Carbon San Diego, and then I saw them with you at... It was B.B. King's, right? I think it was B.B. Yeah. King's. I think you're right. We're at a table. Um, I remember because yeah. it was like a two-drink minimum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good old baby king. Um yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um 
and I don't remember what year that was. I don't remember. I think it was shortly after one of the. Uh, it was shortly after Elliot Kerman left. I think right because Barry Carl was already gone. Barry Carl was already right. gone, and I think the the, the new baritone who I don't know, yeah. I can't remember. His well, name. they all changed over again. Uh, the only the oh, only okay. originals that I think are na- there right now are Scott Leonard, who's the high tenor, and Jeff right. Thatcher, who we just listened to. You know, yeah, destroy a drum set without playing the drum set. Yeah, uh, and I saw them just prior to BB King's at uh, at the Tillis Center, which has like a small theater inside of it. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, the Hillwood Recital Hall. They performed yes. in there, which was a nice little venue, and oh, that nice. was uh, that was just after I think Barry Carl left as well, or around mm-hmm. that transitioning time. I was able right. to go backstage and meet them briefly, and they were they were fantastic. Again, they were very kind. They even. I didn't want to take up their time. They're like, no, come sit with us, hang out and talk. You know, like they were just, they were really cool. Mm. Um, but I don't think they're talked about enough. And then the reason why I say this. I agree. I, I was looking online to just find some more groups out there because I'm so rockapella. Like that's just how I was. And I found yeah, this web, yeah. this web page called, um, it was an article from spindity, spindity.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to bring it up. And it was written December 6, 2021. So I can't even say that it's an, a 10-year-old article. This is right. a most a recent article of a few months back. Mm-hmm. And it says six best acapella groups. Now, I'm like, oh, cool. Rockapella is going to totally be on this. So I scroll down and I get to the list. Top six acapella singers. And I'm not saying that these people, they're, they're bad. I'm not, this is not mm-hmm. me complaining. I'm just, number one, pentatonics. They're good. We know they're good. I'm not going to put that Mm -hmm. out there. Two, a group called Voice Play. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three, a group called Voctive or Vo. It's like Octave with a V in front of it. Voctive. Voctive, I think. think. Yep. Home Free. All right. Straight No Chaser, Mm, which, and I love them. They're great. Yep. And a a gentleman called Peter Hollins. So, Rockapella is not on that list. Yeah, and I just it blows my mind that there's not knowledge of their group. Now, I have mm-hmm. other songs that I could share with Rockapella, and maybe we'll share them real quick, and then we'll, we'll talk about the other groups. But do we want to continue with Rockapella for a few more minutes? Yeah, let's okay. continue. All right. So, so what I did was I did go to each one of those groups and I listened to them. And there's a couple I have some songs with, but we can worry about that down the line, uh, you know, later on. So going back to Rockapella, they do. I'm a fan of their stand their version of stand by me okay mm. so i'm gonna and that might that might have been the one they did without microphones it was one it was either that or something right like and i'm gonna see if i if it lets me cue it up i'm gonna um give me one second as you stand stand by me if the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall all the mountains should crumble to the sea. I won't cry. I won't cry. No, no, I won't shed a tear. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. So, darling. Now, there's a reason. They just—it's—they're so good. And no matter how many times they've changed people, they're still so good at what they do. Yeah. What they do. There's mm-hmm. a. I don't have the album up, but um, there's an album that they did, and I don't know if you remember it, and I forget the 
title off the top of my head. I can picture the album cover. That's the funny part. I can picture the album cover. <laughs> There's an album that they did, and it's called Smiling. Yes. That was the transitional album where uh, Barry Carl and Sean Altman were on their way out, and they were bringing in the new guys. So if you listen to the songs, like Shambhala has all of them mm. on it. Yeah. Um, and, and But I'm not going to play any of the songs. Find Smiling. We'll put it in the notes. Take a listen to it. Yep. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But just to go back, let's listen to Barry Carr for a second. And just, yes. I just listened to his brilliance of his voice. This uh-huh. song is called 16 Tons. I was born in a driving rain. Yes, you was. It was more of a drizzle. Fighting and trouble been my middle name. When I come round, better step aside. Well, a lot of men didn't, and a lot of men died. Well, some folks say his voice is just—he was an opera singer. He trained operatically, like he's yep, he did. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, when he left, I, I really missed him. The, the other guys were great, but oh yeah. Uh, there was something about the original members that I just I missed. And I think one of the things that I love about Rockapella is they focused on um, the the old standards, you know, the sitting by the dock of the bay, you know, the you know all that sort of stuff um, that I don't. I, I think we're starting to lose, right. you know, the, the, the songs from the sixties and the seventies. That I mean, you know, we weren't alive then, but you know, they they made them relevant right. for us. Um, and I, I think what what some of the newer groups are doing is what Wacapella was doing, you know, twenty years ago. You right. know, they're, they're doing the songs that right. are, you know, I, thirty years old and bringing them back. And they have an album called Motown, and they have an album called mm-hmm. Rockapella Jams Volume One and Volume Two. So they have mm-hmm. albums out there, and they're very, they're they're very. Um, there was I forget how many years ago this was, but something someone brought up and said, oh. There's this acapella group out there that did this song and they did a fantastic job with it. Oh, it's Rockapella, it's Rockapella. And Rockapella was like, no, that wasn't us. <laughs> They're like, and, and they said, they're fantastic at what they do. So do not, you know, you know, make sure you tell everybody who they really are. Like they're very mm, humbled yeah. in, in what they do. They you are, know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I think is so I part of probably part of the reason why people don't know them as well, because they're not mm-hmm. like they're amazing what they do, but they're very humbled and people will recognize yep. them. But they're like, no, that's not us. You need to make sure you recognize who the, really is there. Yep. So I'm going to play. I got two more songs we'll share. And then maybe later on we'll we'll put Shambhala on or something like that. But um, yeah, sure. this one just to share. Uh, I believe this was Barry Carl's last Christmas album. If I'm right. <laughs> say to that i mean his voice is just it's it's incredible yeah, yeah so 
I'm gonna play one more acapella. If and and again, just take a moment. Go find them on your uh, on your streaming services. Go find them on YouTube, and just listen to them. Listen to their groups, even the newer stuff. You know, like we were talking about Barry Carl. We love him, but even their newer guys are are very good. What they do. This is probably yeah, a actually. fairly recent song that came out. Um, that you can find the YouTube video on it. It's called Lady Mine Bach versus Beethoven. I, I shared you the YouTube video of it. I'm just going to yep. play the, like a little bit of it, but I, I it's impressive too because I, I you'll hear why. You'll, I, just, I don't have to explain it. Yo, she's mine. Don't think you'd ever make a look. Ain't no way you making a think. No, ain't any way that the girl gonna blink if there ain't any way that you'll be taking mine. There ain't any way that I'll be hitting out with my lady. Leonard's voice, though, mm. oh and it hasn't really changed. No, I mean, like, oh my goodness, he's well, how old is he? I don't now? know. He's gotta be what? I, and it's sixties, maybe. I don't. I don't know if he's. I maybe fifties, if anything, late fifties. Okay. But he's not going anywhere. That voice is still no, so strong, not. and yep. his his high notes. I mean, he truly is a high tenor. That's what's just really mm. and yeah. Jeff Thatcher, just to bring mm-hmm. him back up one more time. And I, I should have grabbed a song that rec- showed this. He could sing too. That's the other thing mm. we have to keep in mind. We were talking about Tenacious right. D. And we were talking about how we are impressed by Jack Black and we we're ch- impressed by Kyle Gass. And and if you listen to certain mm-hmm. songs, Kyle Gass sits in a high range on some of those songs, and he does it yeah, so well. Jeff Thatcher yeah. is the same. He's kind of mm-hmm. like another high tenor. And there's some songs yeah. where scott leonard singing and there's no percussion and you hear this height note in the background you're like oh that's Th- jeff thatcher so yeah. you know there, there's there's just a a compliment of voices within this group and i and i hope you know uh, you know i know people know of them but i hope people know more about them and and i yeah. and, and like i said just we're gonna we're gonna share all this stuff but but take a listen to them you'll, you'll enjoy it and and if, and we're in the world's conference san diego i mean if you're if you're someone who grew up during that time and you watch that show, it's it's so nostalgic to be able to listen to this group mm. in, in such a way. I remember recording Rockapella off the TV using a cassette tape. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop on Rockapella, and I would like you okay. to uh, you know take us into a different direction. Sure. Um, so it's funny that you brought up Barry Carl because um, a lot of the groups that I I have. Um, I don't want to say feature the bass, but um, have some incredible bass work. Um, and in fact, the first one I'm going to play um, is kind of a it's so it's it's the group one of the groups you mentioned, Home Free. Um, but this is Home Free with Avi Kaplan, who is from Pentatonix. He was the original bass in Pentatonix. Um, and funny story about that, they, they were on the sing off. I think it was season. I don't remember what season it was. Season two, maybe three, something like that. Um, and I remember coming home from teaching. And putting on the sing off and going, is that James? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he looked like yeah. James, and I was like, that's oh. too funny. And uh, yeah, I, I think I texted him. I was like, James, what are you doing on TV? <laughs> you didn't tell me you were going to be on TV. Um, so anyway, he did um, a, a a piece with Home Free. Um, he did Ring of Fire with them. Um, so this is Avi Kaplan singing uh, a verse of Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire. The tape. 
taste of love is sweet when hearts like ours meet. And I fell for you like a child. No, he's he's got a fantastic range. His range is yeah, unbelievable, and his his upper register is, is really great too, especially um, for a bass. I, <laughs> yes, yeah, and I mean his placement is so good, um, and you know I, I was sad when he left Pentatonix because I you know he was just such a, a great, but I don't think he enjoyed the touring aspect of it. I think he just wanted to. There was just so much music he wanted to make, so he just kind of left and then did his own thing. Um, but Home Free is a really great group. Um, they have an amazing bass as you know as well. Uh, his name is Tim Faust. Um, when COVID hit, um, they started doing what all of musicians I think started doing was trying to find ways to share their music for others using social media. So this is one that kind of went viral. This is um, they did um, a sea shanty medley. Um, so this is, uh, they, they all dressed up as pirates and, uh, it's a very funny video to watch. I think they, they did it on TikTok, I think, but it, you know, moved over to YouTube and all over, you know, social media. So this is their, their sea shanty medley by Home Free. There once was a ship that put to sea and the name of the ship was the Billy O.T. The winds blew harder, bowed it down below, my bully boys blow. Soon may the wellermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She'd not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right well bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. Soon may the wellermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. I mean, uh, Tim is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and he's got a he's got a gorgeous voice too, just like Avi does. But his range, like, so I'm I'm I have in ear monitors, and he is shaking my <laughs> brain. I mean, it is just it is so resonant. I'm gonna ask a silly question. Sure. Who's the bass kick? The kick drum. I forget his name, but he That's is clear. Uh, yeah. Whoever, yeah. however they There's recorded um, it, it's recorded clear. Yeah, you know, let me let me since you brought it up, let me bring it up because there is a part in that same. Because uh, when I first piece. heard that, I heard this. I heard that previously. I actually thought mm-hmm. that was the only thing that was an instrument, just to keep the beat. But now that I've listened, oh oh oh, so no no, so in the beginning, in the very beginning, that is a guitar. Okay, guy has a guitar. He's banging a guitar. Okay, um, but everything else is is vocals. But um, the the um, it still makes it a cappella, people. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it does. So there's a part in this. I'm gonna see if I can find it really <laughs> as, quickly. As I say that, it's like, listen, people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find it because there's this part in in this piece where he does uh, castanets, and it is on like uh, you would think that they're actually castanets. Did we almost get an explicit rating? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find where we are. There it is. It's right there. So. 
Just listen to the percussion because he does this, this little castanet riff in here all over the place. It's up there, and he's just oh, yeah. round away on his cast, and that's just. And that's that. Wait, that's home free. That's home free. See, I, I, when I was looking at their stuff, and it's not that I had a problem playing it. It was I saw it was more like secular, or um, mm -hmm. um, uh, what is? I can't even speak. Up oh, there we go. I can't speak now. We're done, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can't read. <laughs> Tonight I'm not gonna be able to read uh, if I can't speak. Um, I, no, you're right. They, they are secular. Oh, they, they are, are secular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I. What was the word I was looking for? I forgot it. Anyway, okay. it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Like they're they're tight. Yeah. They're a good group. Yeah, and and if you start listening to the other stuff, it's it's very country. It's like a, a very country. Yeah. That's why style. I choose that's, it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, not that I have a problem with country, but it just it just doesn't sit with yeah. you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's just you know. But now now I'll listen to them. Way. I like the way they sound. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a good group, and they do a lot of really really neat things. Um. Do you, do you want to want to take off here? Because I've got more. Well, I, not, I just, home, not more home free. But. I want to just take a moment, and I want us to just like we shared a couple of things, and we talked about how acapella music is is such a cool way for listeners to hear the capabilities of a voice. Yeah. Uh, or multiple voices, but basically, what a what someone, and I don't want to say who's trained because there are some people that are naturally capable of doing things. So I don't want to say mm -hmm. trained, but a, a a singer, a vocalist, what they're capable of doing with their voice, with the right practice, and 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 using their ears. So to something you said last week when you talked about conducting choirs or a choir, you would purposely have the sections mix. You wouldn't have mm -hmm. the alto sit with all altos and the tenor sit with all tenors. You purposely had them sit next to other vocal parts. And in that, the singer realized, hey, I understand my part better because I'm hearing the counter to it, which may be alto for a bass, right? For right. example. Mm -hmm. And... When I, when we when I did magical singers, we we tend to say in a tight nip with like tenors, basses. Uh, most of the time, there were times we moved around, and and the times where there was a lot of times I was standing more next to the altos than anything else because of where I was in my range and what I was doing, and hearing an alto in my ear, um, was a completely different experience than hearing another tenor in my ear. Now, now, mind you, alto on my left, tenor my right or a bass in my right plays to a whole other level too. So yep. Yep. It sure does. If you think about Christmas carolers, right? Which and I know we'll do some stuff on holiday when the holidays come around. It's the same idea is that you always have these groups that put all the tenors together, all the bases together, all this together. But 
when you sing in a group and you're spaced out and separated to kind of spread the sound, mm. you get a co- completely different because you're listening better. And that goes back yep. down to what you were saying and where we were talking about how you're sitting, standing next to somebody and you're doing your best to keep that voice blended with their voice. Now, the the Hanson, the, the Hanson brothers, for example, may not have to work so hard because they're brothers and they may have similar voices. Right. And mm-hmm. the same thing happened with the Bee Gees and all that stuff like where you have that. My brother and I have somewhat of a similar voice so we could blend, blend very well together. Mm. So that all being said, we've been talking about bands. We talked about bands over the past few episodes. Is a acapella a genre? Is it, it's a genre, but is acapella a genre that you would go to? Like, is there when would you go to it to listen to it? Is that a good question? That's the question I want to ask. Do you, that, That's a good question, right? Because, like, I I I would go to. You know, if I'm feeling, you know, like my grandfather's birthday is this month. He would have passed. He passed away many years ago, and he was the opera singer. and And I, I'll probably listen to a lot more opera this month than I normally do, just because he's on my mind, and that's what I'm going to listen to. Yeah, so, it, yeah. to to feel that, to to be a part of that. So, like, when would you go listen to a uh, cappella music? I, I don't know that I have a, a a time of year or even a mood, right? Um. And I think that's part of the problem, you know. That's why it's not a big, you know. I I associate it with, I think more around the holiday time because that's when, you know, the groups are singing together, you know, and, um, you know, going back to, yeah, I remember coming home, you know, from college or, or even just teaching, you know, it was around the holiday times that they had like the show to sing off, you right. know, and. Um, that was it was just a big deal. It was around December, you know. So that's kind of where I start thinking about it. Um, I know we talk with with Nick about it. Uh, my Nick, not your Nick. Um, you know, like there are different seasons and stuff. Like where where different music. Short Nick, of... tall Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there are different seasons. Like you know, like like we're heading into the springtime. That's like you know that's where I pull out the. The, the horn stuff, you know, the, the Tower of Power, the Mingo Fish Traps, right. the Robert Randolph of the Family Band, you know, the, the, the Windows Down music, essentially. But I don't know that I have a time that I would say, this is when I'm going to pull out the vocal stuff. Um, I mean, choral stuff, yes, but that's because I'm weird. Um, but I, I don't know that I've said, oh, I'm going to put in Home Free today, you know, yeah. or, you know, right. Pentatonics. And, I, I, and Pentatonics does such a great job with Christmas. Yeah. I associate them with Christmas. They totally have. So, yeah. So I, um, what about you? I, I have randomly put it on and I think I tend to put it. I listen to music more in my car than anything else. All right. Um, I know that you don't, I know that you listen to podcasts more in your travels and mm-hmm. I used to do that. Um, but now that, that I shifted that cause, uh, with my car ride, I like to kind of like listen and, and kind of feel some music. I tend to put it on when I'm when I want to sing in the car. So yeah. it, it's and it and it comes down to the fact that it's not because I can't sing with instrumentalists or a mm-hmm. band playing or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. Is that you have a lot of lot of parts to choose from? Exactly. It's it's hearing the parts. It's singing the other parts. Yeah. It, it's it's having a little fun and kind of getting my ears. So, you know, I, I as I said, I when I trained, uh, I was lucky enough to have a professor that had that had me train my falsetto to help mm. strengthen my range, yeah. singing. And you know, it's fun once in a while 
to sing soprano, you know, mm-hmm. like to, yeah, to take yeah. the time to get into that falsetto range and get, get my voice going. So I do listen to it a little bit more during the year. That I was really loud. Um, and I saw I, that's, but I tend to go to rock a lot because they do a lot of the standards. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. stuff that I don't have to think about the lyrics. I can just kind of go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it, I, I had to ask, I was, I was just curious if it, I mean, a- everything you said makes absolute sense. Waiting till the holidays because that's where it's mm-hmm. more apropos to hear that stuff and yep. and all that good uh, that good stuff. So, um, oh, so you finished with Home Free. Well, let me stop you there because I'm just I'm looking at the clock. We we've, we've talked about this being a potential two parter. Um, we're about at an hour. Are we? We are. We're at fifty four minutes. So, I've got one. Two, three, four, five more pieces to play. Oh, I have more than five pieces to play. So why don't we rap now? And then we'll start. But we're not doing rapping. We're doing acapella. Oh, dad joke. Christmas. (laughs) It's Christmas. (laughs) I think I just distorted on that one. Sorry, guys. If that sounds like. You should be running a a compressor. (laughs) Sorry if that distorted. Uh, Okay. Well, it's probably not not, not a bad place to start. What happens if this becomes a three-parter? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, cool. No, I'm totally down for that. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's cut it cool. here because we got some good stuff in, and we can jump awesome. back in uh, on the next one. And yeah, so if you're enjoying this, um, stay tuned for next yeah, week. Yeah, please stay tuned next because week. So. We've got a lot of stuff to to show share with you still. So do do I need to? Can I re- do? Who's reading at the closing? Uh, I don't have it up, and I don't know that I could find it quickly. So why don't you? All right, read I'll it? read it out. All right. Thank you for listening to Turn On the Music, the podcast. We hope that you will join us next week for part two of acapella. Follow us on Twitter at Turn On the Music and on Instagram at Turn On the Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And share the post. Any post that you do see online, please share the post. Do it. But most importantly, share the music because that is what this is all about. Share the music. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Give us a five-star rating on whatever you're listening to uh, if you'd like. And leave a comment for us on there. You know, Leave us a comment on Twitter. Leave us a comment on Instagram. Kyle, this has been fun, and I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah, me too. Have a good night, sir. You too. Oh, oh yeah. How does your light shine in the halls of Shambhala? Tell me, how does your light shine in the halls of Shambhala? Shambhala! Tell me, how does your light shine in the halls of Shambhala? Tell me, how does your light shine?